Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And first, Doug, I must welcome you back stateside. And you are recording this episode mere hours after getting off a plane. Yeah. You you were on a cruise earlier today. I went to bed in Atlantic time, I believe it's called. Woke up in the Eastern time zone. Now I'm recording this in the Central time zone. So third time zone in less than 24 hours. You are a man dedicated because I know this was the only night I could record. And so you are making it happen. Thank you for that. But we are going to dive into your magical Disney cruise here in a minute. But first, we need to give a shout out because over the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks, we've had a lot of new Patreons join us. And we're so thankful for all of them. Uh, First off, Epic Disney Escape. Thank you, Elizabeth. Todd, Matt, Jen, Janelle, Madison, thank you to all of our Patreons. We just want to give you a shout out thank you. Uh, because literally we do this show and thank you for your support because it helps us do this show. Thank you very much. The feedback from you is also very important. Let us know yep. um, what you like and what you're looking for. Yeah, we have a show coming up that was based off what of our Patreons have said. So, And if you want to be a Patreon, you can go to our Patreon site. It's in the show notes. And you'll get some special episodes, pictures, some things from Doug. Random thoughts. Random thoughts from Doug. They yeah. are pretty random, That's... too, at 2 in the morning. That's but if you for. but if you want to spend a dollar a month, you'll get Doug's random thoughts. But thank you so much to all of our Patreons. Again, if you want to join that a cool group of people find it in our show notes yes all right all right well doug welcome back again Mm -hmm. you just had a magical disney cruise and i gotta be one to say i was jealous trying to live vicariously through you but uh, instead i bagged 15 uh, bags of leaves this weekend and here you are sitting (laughs) in the bahamas Uh, but no now i have to uh take care of that sort of stuff now that I'm yeah, time to catch up the good thing the weather's still nice for a couple more days but let's dive in because you did something unique you flew out of uh, new york or you flew to cruised new york out cruised out in new york and which i gotta ask the question why did you pick this cruise well we looked at lots of different options for this cruise we looked at fall break for the kids christmas break Christmas break is really long into January this year. My wife crunched a lot of numbers, so we got down to where it was either going to be a seven-night fantasy, which we've done both Eastern and Western on the fantasy, but here was this five-night to the uh, to Bermuda. I almost said Bahamas. That's wrong, B. To Bermuda out of New York. We've never been to New York, never been to Bermuda, and it got us on the magic so we could see Rapunzel's royal table. So those three factors, why we picked that itinerary. Five nights on the magic from New York City to Bermuda and back. Sounds amazing. Before we dive in, let's jump into New York real quick because you took three kids to the Big Apple. How was that? 
you know, it was fun. We had a really good time. Uh, we stayed near Times Square. That worked out real well. We flew into LaGuardia. We flew out in Newark. So we saw two different airports, both questionable in various ways. Uh, we used Uber several times to get around. We found out that New York City taxi cabs do not like families of five. Lots of things. But we went to – we hit the big attractions. We went to Top of the Rock. We walked through Times Square several times, saw a Broadway show. We saw Wicked. We uh, went to the 9-11 Museum and Memorial. That was excellently done. And we went to the Statue of Liberty, went up to the pedestal to get a good view. And we also went to the Natural History Museum and walked through Central Park. Now, my brother, is a he goes to New York a couple times a year. He's a huge Broadway guy. So he got the Broadway tickets for us, took us to Wicked. And he met us there, surprised the kids. They had no idea they were going to see Uncle Greg. Because um, he lives in Seattle, we're in the Omaha area, so they don't see him very often. But when we travel, things tend to be under refurbishment, extreme weather, never ideal. And we told him this. We told him this. We warned him. So, Natural History Museum, a pike broke two days before we went, and the main dinosaur exhibit was closed. And then in Central Park, the big fountain that's in like every movie had like people scrubbing it. You know, and he was like really starting to believe like he shouldn't ever travel with us because everything is closed. The McKnight curse is real, but it he doesn't really... have it. It's just you. Yeah. So he was like, wow. You know, as the days went on, he uh, he became more suspicious of what actually like, what is wrong with you guys? It was and the kids were like, yeah, this is common. Well, we see stuff being closed. Yeah, that was New York. It was good. It was lots of fun. Uh, big city. Loved it. Wouldn't want to live there. I will say that, though. Did you at least get pizza or a hot dog from a food cart, some sketchy food? Um, we hit up every iconic food. I mean, we got the pizza a couple times. The famous with, rays or the original rays or the original famous I, rays, something like you that. You know, just one of the hole-in-the-wall pizza places near our hotel. Uh, we got uh, went to New York-style deli, which basically is code for we make everything but nothing really well. That's what we learned there. Um, we did go to Junior's, which is a famous restaurant with cheesecake. We did get cheesecake after the show. We ate there before the show. Uh, Junior's was excellent. Um, we ate some, had a snack from a cart in Central's, uh, or not, in uh, Central Park. Yeah, we did a little bit of everything. Probably the worst and most expensive meal we ate was in the cafeteria at the museum. That was, but you're kind of a trapped audience. Went to the planetarium, which was a huge highlight for me. So, so I, they're learning the from Disney to trap you and make you spend a lot of money on food. Oh yeah, yeah. We Natural History Museum is kind of our thing. We so the T Rex is there. We've seen the two biggest T Rexes ever found, uh, Sue and Stan. Now we have almost seen the third at the Natural History Museum in New York, but it was had a pipe burst by it the two days before. The McKnight Curse. All right. Well, we're going to dive more into New York on our Patreon episode this week. So if you're not a part of that and want to be, that's a little plug for there. But let's jump on in. Let's talk about uh, getting to the ship. Embarkation. Embarkation. Wow. I've messed that up so many times in the two and a half years that we've done this. Why you're a silver member, Darren. That That is true. I've only there been on is. one cruise. Second one's in February. So we're catching up. We're, you know, our goals it's, are to be more like the McKnight's. Everybody's got to have dreams, as I learned from Rapunzel. But you were on the dream. You were on the magic. We're on the magic. You got and that so right. And so let's jump into New York. It's not, it's, it's different ports. How are you getting on the ship? Well, we were staying near Times Square. We were about six blocks 
our Uber driver or our cab driver from the airport to the hotel and an Uber driver the next day said, your best bet is to just walk. It's going to be the fastest. But we had like seven roller bags with us and five people. And the sidewalks in New York are busy, not even, not level. There's not always curb cuts. It's kind of the urban jungle thing. So we decided we'll just get two Ubers. And of course, the one of the Ubers that responded to the request was a Suburban that could have fit all of us and our friends. We're like, really? The one time I request an Uber XL that's actually large, normally they just barely fit six people. So we took Uber, two of them, to the port, super easy, dropped off, porters took the bags, just like every other port we've been to. So that was great. And then we went inside, and it is organized a little better than Vancouver, I think. I liked it better than Vancouver, cleaner than Miami. So it's second best Disney port. Still not Port Canaveral number Port one. Port Canaveral. Port Canaveral is like one, and then there's like a gap to two, three, and four. So we've now sailed with Disney out of four ports, and it was nice. It was very clean. Um, you know, I don't know why it's not more like an airport terminal with some food options and things like that. Even though you're about to get on a ship where everything's included, people will still buy stuff. It's crazy. So I don't understand why that market hasn't been tapped, the captive audience in a port. But we got to board in group three, which was fairly quick, and we were on and at Cabanas in no time. Well, that is your first stop. I love that that we have a difference there. You go right for the food. But uh, yeah, talk about a little bit about that first day, the sailaway party and everything that has to go with it. How was that for you? So the, the first day was good. We ate lunch at Cabanas, explored the ship a little bit. Michelle tried to change our dining rotation because our Rapunzel's Royal Table night was lined up with our Halloween on the High Seas night. And we had costumes to wear to dinner for Halloween on the High Seas. But we also had Rapunzel-themed outfits for the girls. So she was not super thrilled about that. But they said they couldn't change that. There's too many moving parts or pieces. We could have switched to late dining and changed it, but not with early dining. So, like, ah, we'd rather have early dining. So that was the only kind of hiccup. She tried to change that, couldn't. Then we explored the ship, walked around. We got into our room a little before 2, and we were unpacked and everything. And then we went to a Facebook group meetup. It uh, started at 2. We were a few minutes late. They had, like, the people that organized it did a great job. Um, had like bingo that forced you to talk to other people to find somebody with like 10 magic bands and like this is their first cruise and all these different bingo things. So, and they had prizes, they had a kid's version, an adult version. It was really cool. Um, met quite a few people there. So, if you're listening, it was nice to meet you. Well, you know, it was a great time. Thank you to those organizers of that. But uh, that was our after that, then we went up to get ready for the muster drill, which is not the highlight of the cruise, Derek. You have to do it, though. You have it to do it. It is the law. And we, like, it was cold in New York the three days we were there. And but you so were in like, shorts the whole time, weren't you? In a minute. Okay. I was still in Hold pants for the, for the mustard drill because I'm not really on vacation yet. I'm not on a cruise yet till the ship's moving. So we're in, like, the one spot on the whole darn place where people had to muster in the sun. So we go from shivering to actually, like, Claire melting of heat stroke or something. It was, and we stand there forever. You wait for like that last cabin of people to show up. People, please get there on time. That's all I have to say. Uh, then we went to the, uh, the Magic and the Wonder. They do the Adventures Away party, 
oh, the dream okay. and the fantasy. It's sail the right. sail away party, and the sail away party is infinitely better in our opinion. So we did the adventures away party, a countdown, right, to actually the mm-hmm. ship moving. So it's like five, four, three, two, one. Horn sounds, and the party's over. They're still doing stuff, but the boat did not move. The ship was still there. We like so we went to our room, and I look over the railing. I can see we're still tied up to everything. So we did not move for about 45 minutes till after that party. So we really wanted to watch a sail past Manhattan, the Statue of Liberty. So basically we saw the Statue of Liberty and we ran down to dinner. So that was kind of that first night. We skipped the show that night because we'd seen it before. It's the Cinderella one. We're not huge fans. Cinderella one. Okay, do you want to jump into shows then? Sure. Whichever right. way you want to take me, Derek. Well, I was going to say we could go day by day, but we could go just kind of in a group a here. Category. Yeah. Category. I, there we Let's go. Let's just do, you jumped into shows, you skipped Cinderella's. What did you see over your five nights? Yeah. So Cinderella's is twice charm. It's like, what if one thing was different? Not a huge fan of that one. So we skipped it. The kids went to the kids club because it was the first night. Uh, they made some friends in the edge. So that was good. Uh, they took, uh, the advice of back to the mouse teenager um, that we had on a few months ago and go on the first night, make a friend. We're only two uh, of your kids are edge age, right? Two of them. Yeah. This yep. was Alden's first chance to go to edge. He like, he is their target demographic. Samantha is like annoyed by middle schoolers. I'm like, you are one. She's like, yeah, they're annoying. I, I get it. So she's not loving edge, but they survived. And, uh, and Claire's, Claire had to stay in the uh, little kids. The club, yeah. She is not – it's a sore subject. So we have – let's see. We had two variety acts. So the next night was Halloween night, and they had magicians that I've been wanting to see for a very long time. Kyle Knight and Misty. It's a married couple. They've been on the magic a ton in Europe and Alaska and Wanda Wonder, and I've been seeing them – you know, on social media with Disney for a long time. Finally got to see them. They lived up to every expectation. If you're on a sailing with them, do not miss their show. Don't miss their adult-only show. And don't miss their magic, like, clinic. All three things are fabulous. Um, then the next night was another variety act. So we had two variety acts in a row. And that was the Superstar Super Show. It was another married couple, which seemed kind of odd, two in a row. Um, they did, like, one guy kind of juggled in kind of was a comedian i'm gonna say kind of was a comedian and then she did acrobatic stuff like the ribbon stuff trapeze things so she'd wind herself up in the ribbon and then like fall down and every time she did that michelle about had a heart attack it was pretty hilarious from my vantage point and they did other things acrobatically wise it was good uh we missed their adult only show because we were at the something else that trump there's just so many things going on on the ship you can't do it all um, yeah, then people, you have people who've never been on a Disney cruise. There's five or six activities. Options, Don't do not try evening. to do it all. The evening gets really busy and you got to just decide what you want. And so then there was the Tangled, the musical, which is still spectacular. Mm-hmm. It has three or four original songs just for the, the musical. And then the last night was, oh, believe dreams disney dream dreams yes it's a a show where peter pan is like your spirit guide to find your dreams make them true they basically is a, a, a lot of disney music it's a lot of melody to, or 
you know, they combine a lot of things. So, no, no golden Mickey's on the match. No golden. I was, not, yeah, not yeah, missing anything there. But uh, the, that's an excellent show as well. One other thing we saw show wise is I went to a show in the afternoon on our last C day that was a Broadway guest entertainer. So for the part of Mother Gothel, they have started to get Broadway people to come in and do like two month contracts. And then they also do this Broadway talk. So this lady talked about her career before, during, after Broadway. She played Mother Gothel, which Mother Gothel in the actual movie is voiced by a Broadway star. I can't remember the name. So it is a pretty demanding vocal role, kind of like Elsa. Um, So this lady played that. She also played in the Cinderella show, The Stepmother. But she wasn't in the third show. Um, She played Mary Poppins on Broadway for four years for Disney. So she talked about that, and it was neat. She did Q&A afterwards. So that was really neat. If you have one of those weird things in the afternoon on your itinerary, go to those because they may have somebody on the ship that's sometimes they're just like a passenger. It was I think Frank Oz, the voice of like Yoda, was on The Dream with us one time. That's incredible. Like, as a guest. So he did a show, but it was our first one with the kids, and you had to be – 18 or older to go to it and it was at a time of the day where like we couldn't abandon our children to go watch it and everybody was grumpy about why is it oh he's going to talk about like muppets why is this 18 and over and he was like he demanded that according to the crew staff because they didn't want to ruin the magic for the oh children. i like that okay Which I, i'm like all right yeah but i, I respect it yeah so watch for those little nuggets you never know when they're gonna get one but right now on the magic, they, it sounds like they're doing this all the time with Mother Gothel. Okay, which we'll said. be there on in uh, February. So, so hopefully that continues. Hopefully it'll be a different person than we had, but yeah, hopefully they have somebody filling that role and doing the Broadway talk. Okay, well, speaking of Mother Gothel and Rapunzel and Tangled, I think that could be a transition into dining because one huh. of the newer things on that ship is the Tangled dining experience. What was that like? And then let's walk around the other dining experiences okay. you guys did. So Tangled's Royal or Rapunzel's Royal Table is the newest replaced Karoka's, which replaced Pirate Key, I believe. So, I mean, this restaurant's been through some updates here. And it's our first time there. The, the room itself is wonderful. It's much like Tiana's, which we did on The Wonder and Loved. At Tiana's, we had a great seat that was kind of great but kind of bad. I talked about that back on our trip report in the summer of 2017 from Alaska. But the table we had at Rapunzel's might have possibly been the absolute worst table in the dining hall. Uh, The McKnight curse? Is this part of it? And then the table, like, between us and the stage right next to us, they were so loud. They just – when the when the show was going on where there's dialogue, all they did was talk to each other louder. And it's like, just be quiet for a minute. So that was frustrating. But then between the little sets of the show, the thugs roam around, Rapunzel and Flynn roam around. They kind of meet you. It's like a, hi, how are you, bye, like a really quick. There's way too many people there for one person to meet. It's not like – a character meal in the parks. This is a huge dining hall. If you've never been on a cruise ship, I mean, triple, quadruple the size of Chef Mickey's. Yep. I mean, probably quadruple, and you're expecting one Rapunzel to make the rounds. It's just not possible to stand up, take your picture. So it's like, hi, how are you doing? Okay, bye. 
but which we get. Um, but the thugs, the first break where the thugs were roaming out, one came over and picked on Alden, tried to feed him French fries. It was hilarious. He picked on him. Then during the next break, the other thug came over and gave Alden a hard time about not eating his vegetables. And so the dessert menus were being handed out. He grabbed Alden's dessert menu and like, nope, no desserts until you eat your vegetables. And I mean, this went on for a good five minutes. He also stole, so we were in our costumes. Alden was Fix-It Felix, and he had his tool belt hanging on the seat next to him with his hammer. And so he stole that, and he left. And he walked halfway down the aisle, waved at us, kept waving until we waved back. And he's like, He walked around for five minutes with Alden's tool belt. He came back finally. He said, I tried to sell it. Nobody would buy it. And then Claire said, I'll offer you this crayon for it. And so he sold it to Claire for a crayon. So then Claire, like, reluctantly gave it back after dinner. It was it was great. They asked Alden what his name was, and they both, like, they ended up on Mahogany. And so when he showed up at the second set, he said, I hear your name's Mahogany. Like, oh, okay. So I now call Alden Mahogany. I like it. It was fun. Food was good, too. I I, th- I don't really remember the food. I, it was good atmosphere. We couldn't see the show or hear the show, but the show came to us. So that was fun. That sounds really cool. I've been really interested, and I can't wait to try this one out in February. So look forward to having some thugs hopefully yeah. harass my kids as well. Yeah, yeah, it will be good. Now, the other dining halls, uh, Lumiere's is Lumiere's. It's French food. Uh, it's like the same menu that you get at Royal Court, Royal Palace, and mm-hmm. Triton. It's not much different. And then, uh, let's see, the other restaurant, Animator's Palette, the only restaurant that's on all four ships. And that's great. The show is wonderful. Had decent seat for that. And uh, our service team was fantastic. They, it always takes a few days for them to grow on the show. I'm like, no, oh, they did good. They were very efficient. They don't waste a lot of our time. They like we were ready to order. They took our order. You know, there was several nights where we were like, oh, we're about the first people walking out of here, and we appreciated that. There's sometimes where your service team is just a little slower. But these guys were Tanner and Joe. They're on the ball. I don't believe those are their actual real names. But uh, Tanner and Joe, they did good. Well, what I love about Disney Cruise, and if you haven't heard this before, is that your service team stays with you all meals. Mm-hmm. And so you get to know them. They get to know you. They get to know your kids, likes, dislikes. By the end of the cruise, I'm sure they could have ordered for you and well, been yeah. spot on. Our drinks were waiting for us, but Michelle changed her drink every night. Just because she did. She normally doesn't. But so poor Joe. She, he like had the, you know, the water ready the, and then the lemonade ready and then he, the, the Coke ready. And then the uh, she just every night drinks something different. And let me guess for you, a Diet Coke. A Diet Coke. And oh, was, I could and be. And it's server. wonderful. Yeah. And Alden gets a Coke. Samantha gets a chocolate milk. Claire gets an apple juice. That's vacation drinks for us. Samantha is basically the only one that drinks the same thing all the time where Alden and Claire, they they're on vacation. So we let them get not chocolate milk or white milk. You know, when I'm on vacation, it's usually a fruity rum drink. I'm just, yeah, I'm wearing a motion sickness patch. Not going to tempt fate. Well, I I understand. uh... (laughs) I wouldn't want to be with you. I, yeah, more power to Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, Don't mess with Doug. He's on a motion sickness patch. I've been there. Not yeah. on a cruise, though. So let's jump off uh, when you don't need motion sickness is when you get off the ship. 
Yeah. And so you got to have uh, two days at sea, but you also got a couple days in Bermuda, which right. looked amazing. Thank you for the live video on our Facebook feed. Uh, definitely jealous, but you did a lot of fun things. Let's uh, jump into Bermuda, and you didn't get sucked into the triangle. I was worried no. for you. We survived. You know, we didn't really get into the triangle. We just kind of went to the tip. So we have now been to all three points of the triangle. We've been to Miami, San Juan, and uh, Bermuda. And actually, like in San Juan, there is like a, a turret of a fort that is the point. And we've been in that turret. So we feel like we've mastered the triangle. Uh, we don't. The outside. Explain it. Have you, have you yeah. been inside? Yeah. Oh, we've been through it a lot. Oh, okay. when, you do, when you do a Eastern Caribbean cruise... You're spending most of your time, if not all your time, in the Bermuda Triangle. Just heads up on that. See, if you're you're, with the McKnight curse, you're ones that I wouldn't want to mess with inside the Triangle. Anyway. You know, that that cruise was the roughest seas we've ever had, To We had 16-foot swells on the Fantasy. It was it was intense for a while. Like, they were saran-wrapping stuff. To That's when and... I would need a motion sickness patch. Yeah, it was, it was fun. And... Uh, we had really rough seas on our way home from Bermuda. I mean, it was it was getting there, but it wasn't quite 16 foot swells. Plus, but we were on a smaller ship, so it felt just like on that fantasy at one time. But Bermuda was fantastic. Overnighting was new for us. Disney doesn't do it very often. They do it up in like Norway or Iceland some sometimes in the summer. But so Bermuda is new for Disney. There's only been like three cruises to it, and overnighting was great. It's like a little more relaxed pace gives you time to actually explore. You felt like you knew what you were doing the second day, the first first day in a port. You're getting your bearings, yep. so it was kind of neat to leave the ship and kind of understand. The first day we were there, we booked a Disney excursion. Um, we did a glass bottom boat snorkel thing. Went in glass bottom boat over a shipwreck. That was cool. And there's lots of shipwrecks there to pick from. It was a nice, calm day, beautiful weather. Then we got to snorkel a little Bay Cove area, and they had no a beach. Disney cruise shipwrecks, though. So no Disney cruise shipwrecks. There These are go. all fairly old wrecks. Um, so that was great. And the the crew that drove, you know, took us out there, learned a lot about the island, about the sea life, all that stuff. You don't go to Bermuda expecting um, real vibrant colored fish, vibrant colored corals. Because you are very far north. So when you think Bermuda, um, it's counted as part of the like Caribbean national like islands. Uh, politics wise, it's in with, you know, the Bahamas and those places. It is nowhere close to them. It's closer to New York City um, than it is to the Caribbean. So it's quite a bit further north. And when you look at a map, Bermuda is out in the middle of nowhere. So that's why you overnight there. It's also why, like, you don't make it to Castaway, because that would be a whole nother day to get there, a whole nother day back. It's a long ways out in the middle of nowhere. That is for sure. Um, I was going to bring that up. I know you didn't uh, go to Castaway, but uh, how how can you take a cruise and not go to Castaway, Doug? Why would you choose this itinerary? That's our second one without Castaway, because Alaska didn't have Castaway. Well, Alaska is Alaska. Well, you know, Claire before Alaska still asked if we were able to get a cabana for Castaway. And we're like, no, Claire, we're going to Alaska. So did we get a cabana? We're like, no. All the kids asked if we got a cabana for Castaway multiple times leading up to the trip. We're like, no, look at a map. 
look at a map, children. And so they look at the map, you're like, oh, yeah, that's like would double the length of the cruise just to get there. So there are some itineraries out in New York that do go to Castaway, but they go and they stop at Port Canaveral, Castaway, and then they head back. And there's seven nighters with just two port days. So a lot of day at sea. Yeah. Um, just up and down the coast. But our second day in Bermuda, we did on our own. Uh, we used a taxi to get to Horseshoe Bay, which is a beach that's consistently ranked among the top beaches in the world. Like it's, it's up there. Some people say number one, two, three, four. I've seen lots of places where it's listed in on a normal day, the seas are fairly calm. Like that first day we were there, people that went there posted pictures on that Facebook group. Gorgeous, hardly any waves. Uh, pink sand. It's got this pinkish hue to it. The top layer doesn't, but once you like move a little with your foot, you're like, oh yeah, that's pink. You get right down to where the water meets the sand. It's like definitely pink when you're comparing it. It's crazy. Um, but the day we went, it was crazy winds our second day in Bermuda. And we had like ten, a five to ten foot breakers coming in. So it was like over Alden's head as he's like, we're like, no, don't go out there, son. Come back. So, you know, I stood in the spot where like, you know, sometimes it would be at my shoulders. Other times it would be at my waist. It was, it was wild and crazy. The kids have never really seen big waves. All the times we've been to the ocean, it's been like castaway and places like that. So this was their first experience. They thought it was amazing and frightening all at the same time but the beach was gorgeous they have a restaurant bathrooms um, you can rent chairs and umbrellas except when it's windy so it's a great place 35 dollars for the cab ride there for the five of us and then on the way back we tried the mini bus that they have it's seven dollars a person bad thing about that is you sit there until it fills up mm. so we had to sit there for maybe 15 minutes Every minute passed, Michelle got angry and angry at me instead of just taking a cab. But I'm like, let's try this. And so it worked out. About the same cost. And uh, we didn't do anything. We thought we'd have the energy to go to the lighthouse, maybe take the ferry to the city of Hamilton. Because the cruise port is in a really neat place to just explore. And we did that the first day. We got off, did that, came back on, had lunch, then went on our excursion. We thought we'd have energy to do more. And we're just like snorkeling one day beach the next day we were pooped so we got back on kind of got ready for i don't know dinner what yeah is, is there anything i know you mentioned a couple is there any e-ticket type thing that uh, people do in bermuda on these excursions well the timing we were later we're like right at the end there the real tourist season ended a few weeks before we were there i'll put it that way um yeah horseshoe bay is the world-renowned beach but there's like 20 other beaches that look just like it. Bermuda is a big place. You're not going to walk the island. Um, it takes a couple hours to drive from one end to the other. And the cruise ship is at the end of the island. It's actually made up of like 160 islands. So there's a lot of bridges. Um, there's a great public bus if you want to get around really cheap and public ferry to get you places. Um, but I think Horseshoe Bay is like the thing. Now, if we go back ever, are we going to go to Horseshoe Bay? No, because we can say we've been there and done that. We would go to one of the other beaches that are less busy and less crowded. But uh, the, the sea, there's the shipwrecks. It's definitely cool. They have a zoo, which 
a little aquarium and some animals. They have a lot of caves, too, that a lot of people went and did the caves. Our kids said they have seen enough caves, and they all have something in common, and that's that they're dark and they're good to go. Okay. They're done with caves. We're like, okay. We'll they're beach kids. Not really. They, oh. No, they, they're, they're beach kids for about an hour, and then they're like – That sounds it about like me. Funny. It tastes funny. I got sand in my shorts, you know. That sort of stuff. Then kids become kids. All right. Well, there's your two days in Bermuda. You also had a few days, uh, just sea days, which I really do enjoy on cruises. You get to uh, enjoy the ship. And with Disney Cruise, they go above and beyond with everything. Now, you got a special e-ticket event with this. And I definitely want to dive into this part of the show. And that is Halloween at the High Seas, Doug I, I can't even tell you how jealous I am that you got to experience this, the characters, the cool things. Just tell me yeah. how it was. So Halloween on the high seas is kind of starts in the afternoon and goes the rest of the day. And one of the big things that we were looking forward to was the scream and sing along with Nightmare Before Christmas. And I've heard stories of sometimes like it is super loud, people singing. We had a very quiet audience. I don't know if that's because we were exhausted from being in New York City. It was our second day. We shouldn't have been. I mean, it was like embarkation, Halloween on the high seas. So we had our costumes on by that. We were dressed up as Wreck-It Ralph. I was Ralph. Claire was Vanellope. Alden was Fix-It Felix. Uh, Michelle was Candlehead, the racer. And Samantha was Taffeta, the racer. Kind of the, uh, you know, super grumpy racer. The one, the bully. So... Claire kept yelling at her that she was going to be executed because that's the line at the end of the first movie that she's going to make Taffeta cry. So we got into character a little bit, and that was fun, dressing up. They have kind of a Halloween show, sort of. Um, there's some trick-or-treating. You get a little bag like you do at the Halloween parties at the parks, but it does say Halloween on the high seas on it. And we got a ton of candy. Uh, we still we brought most of it home because you don't need to eat candy on a Disney cruise because you're on a Disney cruise, so you don't really need that. Was it but, at least uh, good candy? The M and M's, yeah, M- Hershey's. M- yep. Yeah, I think the same. All mix. the thing that dentists always warn you about. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing about a cruise is good for your teeth. I'm just gonna say that. I just you, you gotta use your toothbrush a lot. So there was a lot of trick or treating, and. Uh, what about There's, some of the characters that you got to yeah, a lot of char- interact? So, yeah, they're in costume. So Pluto was a candy corn. Donald was a superhero. I think Mickey was a vampire. Minnie was a witch. Goofy was a mummy. So, yeah, we met all the characters. Michelle is a huge character person. So we spent a lot of time coordinating with the characters. And it's kind of an art form on a Disney ship. You can really meet a lot of characters in, like, an afternoon. And so – we got to see characters in their cruise line attire, their formal attire, their Halloween attire, and their pirate attire. So you can't just meet Mickey once. You have to meet him four times to get all the outfits. I, I understand. You have to. And I want uh, to jump into Pirate Night, but did you meet Jack Skellington? Was he there? We did, yes. After... Oh, two and a half hours at Disney World. How How long was that wait? About ten minutes. Ah, that sucks. So I mean, it, if you were the last that, one, that you know, that that pays for the cruise right there. I'm sure. Yeah. So after the movie, they pop up on stage, kind of how the movie ends with Jack and Sally. 
they pop up in the same pose out of the trapdoor of the stage, and then they go out and you meet them in the in preludes area right outside the theater. So we hustled out there. So we were just a little bit back in the line, but that line wrapped. So there was probably people that waited 45 minutes. Still, two and a half, nothing. Yeah. That is actually one of the benefits of a cruise. And if you're listening to this and wondering about taking a cruise, I love that. You can get a lot of characters in, a lot of different costumes all in one chunk. So if you're like Michelle and want to do characters, Disney Cruise Line is definitely where it's at. Yeah, she's already excited about when we do our Mediterranean cruise, how they're in like Spain outfits and then French outfits and Italian outfits and things like that. I don't know if I'll survive. You will. You will enjoy every picture that you take because you're on a Disney cruise. Let's jump in. You said pirates. You got to have another pirates night on this one. We did. So that was another day at sea. It was on our last day. No, it was on our last day in Bermuda. We left at three. So when you overnight, we got in like at 9 a.m. one day, and then we left at 3.30 the next day. So you're not there like as late as a normal port day would be. But uh, we had pirate night that night, and uh, it was good. It was a very good uh, show. Oh, that was the night they did Tangled, the musical, which was a little weird because normally there's like the snuggly duckling and other things going on, but they shoehorn Tangled into pirate night. is. It's like they're tr- still trying to figure out how to do these Bermuda itineraries. Mm. And they never, each one, they didn't quite hit the nail on the head. They'll get it figured out, though. But uh, that's why it's probably good not to do it the first year with the McKnights. I'm just going to say that because that Star Wars Day at Sea did not work out well for us being the first one either. Well, good thing you didn't have any random pipe bursts on, on the cruise ship. You that know, would be even worse than dinosaurs. Yeah. So, uh, Pirate night was good. They moved the fireworks to between the the dinner seatings and the showings of Tangled because the, it was super windy. That was like, we're looking around like, this is going to get rough tomorrow. Like, the seas are whipping up. And so when they're like, yeah, we may not be able to do the fireworks, we're like, yep, it's bad. Um, so we they did the fireworks without the pre-show, which I'm going to be honest, I don't love the pre-show. It's just really? Jack with the- running around with the gauntlet yeah it's five minutes it's it's, it's no the story. avengers incredible or the uh, what is that the gauntlet yeah. gla- it's just it's pretty much it's, the avengers movie with jack sparrow with no plot that moves it just they run in a circle for five minutes and then he sticks his arm up and the fireworks start so it was pretty nice they just boom started the fireworks and then we went and watched tangled so <laughs> seemed just right but they still had the buffet that's the important. that's the win and because the fireworks didn't end right before the buffet, it was like the emptiest Pirate Night buffet I've ever seen. And they opened both sides of Cabanas, which is awesome. So we went straight for the crepe station. We each made our crepes. It was wonderful. Pirates love crepes, I believe. I've heard that rumor. Yeah. Jack, Jack Sparrow. That's what they say. Yeah. That's uh, That surprises me that they didn't have a show. See, you like that. I would not like that. I still want my well, show. Well, they did the show later, but it didn't lead oh, into Oh, got it. Because as the evening got went on, the wind got higher and higher. And if the wind hits a certain point, they can't do the fireworks. So instead of risking not doing the fireworks, they just did the fireworks early. And then they did all the show stuff and then had the buffet. But when there's not fireworks to like end, it doesn't signal the end of the show. 
And it turns into club pirate on the decks. So it just goes from the show into this dance party. So most people didn't realize, oh, this is over. I need to go eat the third time tonight, you know? Third time tonight. That is a cruise. Yeah. You pre-dinner, dinner. You go to bed full, you wake up full. Or somehow you gain weight in your sleep. That is exactly what happens on a cruise. I know. I'm still trying to lose 10 pounds from the year and a half ago. So I do not envy you what you're going to be going through right now. A lot of not a lot of eat. cardio coming up, Doug. It's unfortunate, but somebody's got to do it, Derek. You were on the Magic, the original Disney cruise ship. Let's talk about some of the attractions that they have on there. Did you get to do the pool, the slide, any yeah. of the other things? On our second day in Bermuda, we got back on the ship a little earlier than planned, so we went up to pool deck. Sam did the aqua dunk. The other kids did the twist and spout a few times. They swam for a little bit, um, not too long. Is like on the last sea day, the pools never opened because mm-hmm. the water was literally not staying in them. So they they never even opened because of safety reasons, because of how rocking the ship was. So that was pretty wild. And uh, when it's windy, they can't open the aqua dunk either. Uh, so they had the twist and spout open, and that was it. And it was so cold on the top decks because of the wind that not many people were up there. Um, so we enjoyed that. We definitely we did some trivia. We did not win though. You didn't win. We got into a couple tiebreakers, and Samantha was our representative in the tiebreakers. I think she's going to be fired for now on because she wasn't fast enough, you know. And then we nobody knew the the one question that we failed at in a tiebreaker was what is Remy's brother's name? No, nope. no, no idea. For all of you at home, hopefully someone's yelling. Emil, or a meal, yeah. So it's food based. Yeah, I didn't know. It's been a long time. You know what's funny is now it's starting to trigger. Yeah, but that's been about seven, eight years since I've seen ratatouille. Need to brush up on my my ratatouille. I mean, come on, that Epcot attraction's opening sooner than later, so we got to rewatch that. Yeah, we do. So um, one thing we did without the kids was we did the art of the theme ship tour. We've never done that before. I'm not really sure why, but Stars and Paolo, they point out all of the theming, and you kind of take a tour of the whole ship. So that's really cool. If it fits your itinerary, your schedule, I definitely recommend it. And our kids at that time, they went and met characters on their own. You so, trust them to make uh, meet characters on their own? Did they all have cell phones with the uh, app on it? The app text, yeah. And so... Claire kept telling us, like, Alden's being annoying and, you know, every little detail. So, yeah, they met, like, three or four characters while we did the tour. So, yeah, worked out well. Then the app has had some upgrades. Make sure you always have the newest version. If you pre-buy the pictures from Shutters, the digital downloads, you now can download them while you're on the ship's Wi-Fi onto your phone, which... It's really nice. So then when you get to where you have Wi-Fi or data, you can share the pictures. It takes like there's like a day lag in them getting them on there and it's a super slow process, but it does work. I did I down while waiting for the theater show to start, I sat there and downloaded pictures. And it uses ship Wi-Fi, not your own Wi-Fi that you have to purchase or cellular data. Uh, one nice thing was when we were in Bermuda, we did the day pass. We have Verizon and it worked really well. Michelle did it for both days. I started mine at like three and ended it at three because it's a 24-hour period. So 
that's how I posted some things while at sea. I was wondering that because Michelle was posting a little bit better than you, but she's also better at posting than you are. Correct. Yes. And if I ever post a really good picture, she took it. Just good Good to know. Or Disney. Yeah. Someone Disney took it. I don't. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Awesome. So, uh, I know. Did you do anything else adult only or excursions on the ship? Um, Other than the magic show, the adult only magic show and that tour. Not really. Um, there was another time we told the kids to get lost and not come back. We, we sat there and we booked a placeholder. That was our excitement while they did that. that Ooh, the, ne- the next cruise. Yeah. That's well. And that's something that our listeners need to know. You save 10% when you book your next cruise on your current cruise, which can really and, add up on yeah, some of those expensive ones. Depending on how big a cruise, sometimes there's uh, onboard credits, not all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you only have to do 10% deposit instead of 20% deposit, something like that. I don't know. I'm not the travel agent. My wife is. And, if you want to change your travel agent when you book it, you have to tell them when you book it. You can't do it later. You're, like, stuck. Or say you booked on your own but you want to use a travel agent, you have to tell them when you do that. Yep. Um, yeah. So we did our placeholder while we got rid of the kids. Now, Very is that cold. placeholder for our Rope Drop Radio Cruise June of 2020? That's, that is what it's earmarked for. Woo! I cannot wait till that episode when we announce the exact dates. But June 2020, that will be fun. Somewhere in that neighborhood, um, we'll see what what itineraries come out. All right. Well, as we kind of start wrapping up, uh, you've kind of gone over all the dining and excursions. Anything else that you did on the magic that you want to make sure uh, we know about and make oh, us I'm, jealous of? I'm sure I will think of it as soon as we stop recording. But I, we just had a great time. We had a really good time. Um, uh, one, you know, I. Went a little overboard with door decorations, just a little more light. You do hearted. every time. Yeah, and so I'm. Except Joe has lights. Did you have Joe lights? Out, no, no. Joe's oh, Joe wins. Congrats. Joe's gonna win. Yes, Joe's gonna win. So the we're on the the magic and the wonder. There's not very many rooms for family of five, so they're all on deck eight. So they're all sandwiched between all the concierge rooms. So we were next to a two bedroom villa, essentially two two bedroom suite. That these people had. So there was a huge gap between us and the next people over. And the elevator lobby was between us. And I'm taking them off. And the lady's going in there. And she's like, we loved your door decorations. Pretty sure if they weren't there, we would have gotten lost a few times. Like, that's why you decorate your door. Yep, so you don't absolutely. Lost, right? And then when you're by the elevator lobby, it's like, oh, yep, we're going the right way. There's the door with eight gazillion lanterns on it because Tangled the musical. But uh, so I took them all off. The last night, kids aren't going to leave the room again. I don't want the kids to have to come into the room with no door decorations because they may get lost themselves. They have no idea where our door is until they see them. And so that way it's not super sad. They don't have to see all the lanterns off. And so I was right by the door pack getting something out of the closet. And I heard – so our neighbors to the other side, I heard her say something like – she was going to take a picture of our door. She's like, oh, my God, they're gone. I never got a picture all week. They're gone. And the kid's like, well, we told you to take a picture yesterday. So I look through the, I'm watching this through the peephole of, of this family of four that was next to us all week, like upset. They didn't get a picture of our door. It was, it was very, and you didn't put it back together for them. 
God, no. It took you could have been a hero, Doug. No, I more just laughed from behind the door. They could have been Patreons. They could have been Rope Drop Radio listeners. They may be. I'm sorry if I didn't put it back out there. And I'm sorry if I listened to them be sad it was gone. Oh, my goodness, Doug. I, I think they were our neighbors. They might have been one or two more down. I wasn't 100% sure. Peoples are not the easiest thing to look through on a Disney cruise ship. No, they're not. But I do love how uh, people do decorate the door, and it's something that a lot of first-time cruisers don't know. And that's something that Michelle can help you with, and you do. And so when you book with Michelle, you and her kind of work together and put some cool things together to decorate doors. That's right. That's one benefit of booking with her. I make your door decks. You do. Do you now? You gotta send lights too. That's next step oh, to catch up with Joe. That's Joe. That's, that's all Joe. Thanks. All right. Well, let's finish up. Uh, you left out in New York this morning. So how yep. did uh, that all go? Oh, you want this story? So. Oh, I didn't know there's a story. I just, a story like, I just wanted to hear like, hey, we got off the ship. This, it was good. This, this might be my only complaint. The taxi stand is across the street in New York City. So we have seven bags, three children all have backpacks we got to get across the street to the taxi stand we already know taxis don't actually fit us legally we had kids share a seatbelt from the airport to the hotel the first time it's great right so we're like we're not sure and then there's just a mob around the taxi stand like no organization no line it's just basically a shelter next to the road no taxis there either we're crossing the street for towards it and this guy just like are you looking for a cab and we're like Yes, we're in the middle of a whole bunch of people heading towards the taxi stand. Why wouldn't we be looking for a cab? It's like, do you have five? How many are you? We're like, there's five of us? Okay, follow me. And we follow a random strange guy that asks if there's we're a family of five. Knowing families of fives don't fit in cabs. So we walk two and a half blocks with all our luggage. He took one bag. So we're already like, well, hopefully he's not just trying to steal the one bag. You know, all these thoughts going through my mind, like, as we get closer, I'm like, this is not a real taxi cab driver. There's a red minivan parked with other guys hovering around with the back of their minivans open. He gets our luggage, jingas it in there, or Tetris is in there. He's like, 140 to the airport. And we're like, I looked at car towns, like car services. They're all like 180 $200. Like, well, we're either going to be on the news when we're missing or we're going to get to the airport with a really good price. And yeah. So we took not an Uber, not a cab. Some dude. What a random the- guy. Oh my gosh. I'm glad I- that is a true New York City experience. If there ever has been one. Um, because they made all the minivans handicap accessible in New York City. Which means we can't take them legally. So like Claire and Al- or Samantha and Alden shared a seatbelt to the hotel. And like and the Ubers are like. We go to put on our seatbelts. They're like, oh, you guys aren't from around here. And we're like, no. We, well, that seatbelt doesn't work, and that seatbelt doesn't work. Like, Welcome to New York. This is what yeah, we do. None of the drivers were wearing seatbelts. We're like, you guys are not very bright. Like, seatbelts work. Um, but we made it. I'm, and, and you made it back, so I'm glad. And That's hilarious. Us, it didn't really save us much money, but we were like, we're seeing this mob around this taxi stand. We're like, holy crap, we could be here for two hours waiting for a cab willing to take us illegally. Mm-hmm. Because at the other airport, there were some guys who were like, no, no, five, I can't do five, I only do four. And it's like a whole minivan, and you're only putting four people in it? Come on, New York City. 
You gotta have something. For, you hate well, family. As a, as a family of five, I now have to wonder about this. New York City, yeah, book your transportation in advance. Because so many people are like, oh, yeah, you can take a cab. Well, this new revelation in everything being handicap accessible, yep. it's great for that. I'm not saying it's not, but like you still need a van that can seat more than four people somewhere in the city. It's not. There is like Uber XL is the biggest you can get with six. So we made it. It was not made legal. It. That's the key. Not legit. He talked to the whole time. He was nice. And I had the map out. So I was like, yeah, he's still following the best route. You know, like if we would have been starting to head like towards were you Brooklyn. Were you sitting in the front seat, you know, protecting oh, yeah. your family? I was in the, he, he told me to sit in the front seat. Okay. So he's like, you, you sit up front. You ride shotgun. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He chatted most of the way there. Complained about traffic. Glad we were going towards New Jersey, not towards Manhattan. I mean, the port itself in New York is amazing it's like right there in midtown it's cool okay but disney needs to do something about the taxi situation because the mob of people was only going to grow and become more violent and we would be the last people on because everybody on the cruise was from the east coast basically Hmm. and we met a family from wisconsin that was like it there was a denver broncos fan when i was watching the chiefs game oh yeah they had like every nfl game on in ogills by the way so that was great that's cool. Yeah, can't get them on my TV at home, but yeah, you can get them on the cruise ship in the middle of Bermuda. Correct. Okay, good to know. Yeah, thanks, so we're NFL. Still alive. We did not. And you're get... alive, and you you're here talking. It's great. And then we just sat in an airport for five hours, so that was fantastic. Yeah, every vacation's got to come to an end. That's the hardest part of any trip. Yeah. So there you go. Awesome. Well, it sounds like an amazing trip. I know uh, I got to live vicariously through your photos and text messages, and I know you'll be posting some more of those throughout this week so all of our listeners can look into it and think, wow, maybe I'll do, maybe I'm a family of four and we'll do a cruise yeah. out of New York. And all, of our, and all of our families of five are like, yeah, I'm going to stick with Port Canaveral. No kidding. Port Miami was fantastic. Vancouver was actually the fastest. I- New York. We, we have Miami in February, so I'll be talking to you more about some strategies yeah. there when we come up to that. But if you are thinking about taking any one of the four Disney ships or the three others that will be coming online over the next few years, we highly recommend letting the rope drop queen, Michelle McKnight. She lets Doug ride shotgun in these serious situations. Yeah. But she's also really good at booking your travel. She just finished booking all of ours up for February, and we're excited to take uh, a cruise on the Magic as well. You can email her directly. It's in the show notes and she can help hook you up. And uh, Doug, again, thank you. And thank you to all our Patreons. Your information is in the show notes. And Doug, that is all the time we have because you look exhausted and need to get to sleep. I do. I do. Three time zones in like not very long is not very fun. Did your, did your kids pass out when they got home? I know you got home not too long ago. No, they had some homework that they failed to take on the trip to finish. Ooh. Like, oh, you yep. said you had it all. Mm-hmm. They got Mid- it done. Middle supposedly. schoolers. And yeah. Yep. Those edge kids, they're getting they, edgy on you. They missed three days of school. Each one of them missed a field trip. So they really only missed two days of okay. school. And that's so something we, to think about when you take a cruise. Mm-hmm, what days are going to miss? 
Thanks for listening. And of course, follow us on social media at Rope Drop Radio, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And Doug, of course, will be posting more pictures. And if you want to be a Patreon, that is in the show notes. But for Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.